Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Parts Now Known. Uh, my name is Ray, here with Ben as usual for the first episode of Season 2, which is on Jerusalem. Uh, it'll be a somewhat, maybe not as heavy as one would anticipate, religious episode. I there guess. we go. I okay, know. I can be is okay that better? with that. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't think we need to go down like the, the tenets of each religion but, or anything um, like that. Yeah, let's just jump into it. So, religion, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which side are you on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the whole, I don't know, like the whole episode is basically, I mean, it's really just Bourdain getting perspectives of the Palestinians and and the Israelis, like just kind of yeah. each side, not really making a determination. He's pretty, the way they like framed it, he's very neutral the episode like there's no real bias towards e- either side i didn't feel like no and i they probably tried really hard to make it that way yeah with the editing and everything um, i would imagine but like and i think he really isn't like i think he sees and well i'll just go i mean it's at the end of the episode they kind of talk about how like everyone's nice like everybody's good people but then there's that part of it where it's like if given the opportunity we want that land back you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get along there. And it's like, even no matter how nice the people are, there's like that element to it. So I think he was looking at it as like, hey, if you guys would just sit down and eat together. Like, he kind of even gets at that at one point. Yeah. If, if there was more. But it's like, they don't even, they're not even allowed to meet, you know? No, it's always like a big deal when they meet. And then they always come to some sort of like ceasefire. And then three days later, somebody fires a rocket across the other side. Yeah. So or not, it's, it's whatever. not a, it does. I think it did a really good job of. For someone like me, who's just, I don't know, a normal like American person, I feel like, um, giving you an idea of like how deeply seated all that stuff is, how long it's been going on, and how there's probably not much that's going to change anytime soon. No, there's, for certain, nothing's really going to change. It kind of seems like, I mean, we all know that like all the kind of stuff in the Middle East goes back like centuries, but it really seems like all this kind of started around like the fifties and sixties when they had like yeah. this, like basically there was, they called when this, they redrew their maps after world war two. Right. Yeah. It was the six day war. And like, I think they said 67 and that's kind of when like they divided it into two. And then like Israel eventually took over like parts of, I think they took some land from like Egypt. Um, and then they took like a couple other little slivers of land and basically made Israel a little bit bigger kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm that's kind of, yeah, but I really don't know. Well, like that's what I got from the map that they put up. I had to rewind it a couple of times to watch that part again. Cause I was like, wait, where are they getting this piece of land from? Like, where was that already? Or were they highlighting or whatever? But yeah, yeah I was doing the op. I was like fast forwarding. He's like, when are they going to show me some hummus or something? You know, <laughs> when is there going to be an explosion? Yeah. When is there falafel who made the falafel first? But from, yeah, from the map thing, like, I guess the eastern part belonged to Jordan up until 1967. And then that is now the Palestinian part, but it's under Israeli control. So it's like the Palestinians feel occupied and the Israelis feel like they want a unified state kind of thing. It'd be like the easiest thing I could think of to compare the situation to would be like, imagine if we, if America was just like, El Paso, we're just going to extend our border around Juarez and that's ours now. But like everybody was still in Juarez was basically felt like they belong to Mexico kind of in this own thing. But it's like, no, 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 this is America. We own this now. Like it was kind of like that. Like if we did something yeah. like that, you know, it would just be like the group that's still living there feels kind of out of place. And they're like, well, why isn't this, why isn't this like our own country then? Why is it all of a sudden? belong to like America kind of thing. That was the best like thing I could kind of come up with that people might understand from like a geographical perspective. Yeah. That makes sense. But, um, but yeah, like, so basically the episode just kind of starts off. I mean, he goes to a synagogue and then he goes to, you know, all the different like religious sites, the wall and yeah, the wailing wall. Yeah. And all that stuff. I was thinking like, I didn't understand the uh, the heroin, the armband thing. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a whole part of like him. I don't know if they were like blessing him or like if the, if that's it's like they were turning him, like they were allowed, like almost like to see how it grew up Christian. 
Um, so it was almost there like, it his, like it, you know, like it was like his like Jewish baptism. Like you're officially Jewish now because like I went, took yeah. you through this process essentially. Yeah, I don't know too much about almost like when you get married in Vegas, you know. <laughs> That's what it, it was like the Vegas wedding of like becoming Jewish. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step over here, say this stuff, go to the wall. Okay, you're Jewish. We got another one, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it did come off like that. Like, basically, all tourists have to pass through this little checkpoint of like, yeah, being a. And he even says, like, he's like, I felt like I, uh, what does he say? But essentially, that he's just kind of masquerading and he's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm having to walk around and do this, but I feel like a chump because. I don't believe any of this crap, you know? Yeah. He, cause I mean, he says he's like, he's not, he was thinks he was like Catholic. And then also on like the other side of his family was Jewish, but he's not like a hundred percent certain and also doesn't really care. Yeah. He himself is not religious. Um, Bourdain that is, he says, uh, certainty is my enemy. So like for him, yeah. Cause he talks about like questioning, like yeah. everything and all that stuff and everything being in limbo. But then, could that be my quote for later? Stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah. Have, have you ever, I've never been in a synagogue. Have you? No, there's not I a lot know. of synagogues in South Carolina where I grew up. No, no. I, I mean, I don't even know where there is like the nearest one, even like here in Columbus. I have no idea. Yeah. Cause he was talking about it and I was like, I've never been in a synagogue. Like I've seen it in like movies and TV yeah. shows, but, but also I've never been in a mosque. Yeah. So, although I don't, I feel like, am I allowed in a mosque? I was going to say, I feel like you could go into a synagogue without like being part of the religion, but I don't feel like you go into a mosque without being part of the religion. I don't think you can either. I don't know. That's just the feeling that I get based on what I know. No, I feel like I've seen something where that was like a, it's like, Hey, just wait here. I have to go in here, you know? Yeah. Or like a certain part of it. Like maybe you can go in the, I don't know. I should probably look that up. Or you guys can write in and tell us. Yeah, yeah we're from, I'm not yeah. looking that up because God knows what rabbit hole I go down yeah, with. Which like God? That. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Well, I mean, you know, she's the the God that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, who knows? It could be a woman. No one, no one has any idea. But um, so yeah, he does all this stuff, and then they're kind of going through. He links up kind of with this guy, and he's showing him around and kind of giving him all like the historical background on all the sites and before that scene though so i watched this through hbo max what did you watch this on uh amazon did you get like a weird disclaimer that came up like in the first part it talked about like the trip and it was basically saying like it was like this trip this was shot in like 2012 or 2013 and like the trip was very good it was this weird disclaimer and i was like i wonder no, I no. didn't get that. Okay. I, just, I, w- I wish I would have wrote it down, but it, it was very strange. It was basically like like trying to say like everything you see like in this episode is like consent on both sides and both sides are really like it was almost like a... I feel like I would have noted that too. Like, yeah. I mean, I know sometimes I surf through these episodes and I don't take as, <laughs> as uh, copious of notes as you do, but I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, that's the first time. I mean, I've... You know, I've seen this episode once or twice before, but I don't ever remember that coming up. So that must be like a Warner's Time Warner thing that they threw that in there. Yeah, probably. So that was kind of odd. Um, but yeah, but it's so also like, what could offend you about this episode? I don't know. I mean, CNN pulled different episodes for like, but it's like literally there. just trying to figure out how like how people on both sides feel and like look like looking at the food. Like if you're offend- like you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, but you. It's I mean, because it's because I'm an outsider. So like, I don't understand the deep rooted. Well, he goes into that at the beginning. It's like, yeah, depending on if you're deeply rooted in either side, you're going to look at this episode and like, I'm either this, this and this or that, that and that. And yeah. When he's talking about like, which side are you on? Yeah. Basically like it's pick a team, which is, I mean, there's aspects of that in every country. I mean, we have it here with yeah. What side are you on? Basically yeah, right Blue, now red, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, they're, they're doing like uh, he, they go to the Damascus gate and it didn't make any sense to me because he's talking about it and he's like the lower levels are the oldest and it was started like from King David and then it gets built up to the top and then it's like the Ottoman times. And I was like, so why are, why are they not still just adding to it then? Oh yeah. I mean, I can't, oof. 
No, I mean, there's no, there's no like answer to that, but it was really weird. It was like, yeah, it's, it's older down here. And then as you go up, it gets newer and it's like, and then it just stops just random. Like what? Yeah. How like, was why it? could they add on to it? But you can't. Yeah. Like why was it yeah. determined? Like that's the end of it. Like, no, we put a, we put a castle on top castle shaped thing. That means yeah. we're done. Like, I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, like Bourdain wasn't really asking. I, I didn't get the impression that he was going to ask too many questions that poked holes in uh in any of like the historical or, or like yeah well it you know and that's I mean? that there's a lot of moments in this episode a lot i don't know i guess that's but there are a few uh especially the dinner in that like jewish settlement that's basically surrounded by palestinian land do you know what i'm talking about yeah, so that was kind of strange too when he's talking. There's just so much tension in the conversation. I mean, it's like you can hear a pin drop at certain points when he's in that guy's house. And yeah, he's, and like he's asking explaining him like, like he's, uh, he's like, "What's with the graffiti?" And the guy's like, oh. "Yeah," and you just like you can tell that like the guy's like, "Oh fuck," he didn't. Well, like yeah, so that was that was strange from what I saw because um, I wrote this down, but it was basically like they go into this settlement and then they do this stuff called price tagging where it's basically like they basically spray paint on the side of buildings, like different symbols. I, I you know, I think it's supposed to be whatever the, I don't know. Is, is it Judaism? Is it what would be the, or Hebrew, I guess would be the language. Yeah. I is think it Hebrew so. symbols. Yeah, sure. And, and so like there, there's no real like explanation. It's basically, it sounded to me, this is how I interpreted it. And you can tell me okay, either I'm wrong or you're on the same page. But essentially to me, it was like something, there was an attack from the other side and this, or they've wronged us in some way. So we're basically putting on this wall, what, it, how we should retaliate, like what it would take to equal that or like how to get them back. Does that make sense? Kind of, but I mean, it was somebody's house, though. I don't think it was a wall because it looked like it was at least. So a they were like, but they were targeted, right? Yeah. So yeah. and it's it's spray painted in blue, so it's supposed to be the Israel side spray painting a Palestinian household, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And you know, he shows them that when they go into this settlement or whatever, and then they're sitting down, they're talking to this guy. This guy's cooking them food and stuff, and then he brings it up again. And it's really strange back and forth because, like, he like he's saying, like, oh, it's just kids and kids do it. But, like, immediately my mind went to, like, well, no, it's probably either somebody spray-painted that house. Is that, like, an actual target? Like, that's where we're going to, like, aim our next missile? Or is it, like, did they do it to themselves so they can, you know, drum up? Oh yeah. All like the hate for the other side kind of thing is like a propaganda move. Like, oh, look what they did to our houses, but it was really like somebody on your side trying to get Yeah. And then the the most interesting part of that is like and they showed this conversation prior where he's talking about um the sophistication of the security around the complex. Yeah. And how many cameras and all how high tech it is, and he goes, Well, so you definitely know who did that then, right? And the guy just kinda defaults to Yeah, kids. You know, and it's like, yeah, and something like, else is going on. We don't know what. Yeah. And like, so that like the way he answered that was like, so either, you know, who did it and like, you guys are going to get revenge, like your own separate way, like mafia type yeah. style, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like Bourdain asked the real obvious question is like, why don't you just paint over it? And there's no, like, he doesn't have an yes, answer. Maybe we should. Which is like, it's like a, mm, fuck you, we're not doing that, you know, in a nice way. Yeah, but there's really, he also doesn't have an answer as to like why they won't. Like, I, th I don't know if it's supposed to be like a bat, like not a badge of honor thing, but like see what they did to us. Like everybody needs to see this. Like, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just very weird. Um, yeah. But I mean, it was kind of surprising like Bourdain like brought it up a second time. I felt like, cause he kind of brought it up when they were at like the house looking at it and he was like trying to understand like what yeah. was going on. And then he was like, nah, this doesn't make any sense. Like, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> but the other thing I wrote down about that, I was like, uh, price tagging surprised America has not adopted that yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Ray. What? <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. 
You know I'm not wrong on that. No, I know, but that's why <laughs> that's, that's why. why I'm upset. <laughs> it's coming, man. Probably start in Portland. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, moving kind of backwards, uh, I guess. So after they do like the Damascus Gate, then they kind of have the first food scene, which is like the falafel. And then they're trying to figure out like who actually originated falafel, if it was the Palestinians or the Israels, or if it came from somewhere else and that kind of got like merged with their culture when yeah. you know and the answer is like most nobody food, knows yeah you really don't know it came from somewhere and now it's here but so yeah they, they also get that falafel fresh yeah i mean that's kind of like what i put down that. that would be like the thing that i would want to try would be like authentic like fresh falafel because i've never had that so i'd be really interested to see like what that tastes like versus you know the falafel that they throw in like a salad that's was prepped like three days ago or whatever yeah (laughs) you know um and then they talk about i mean i guess it's basically jerusalem it's divided into four different sections so there's a muslim section a jewish jewish section a christian section and then an armenian section which I didn't know there was really like an Armenian population. Like I didn't know that either in Jerusalem. I but watched I, the episode, still didn't know it, <laughs> but I caught, but I caught <laughs> that. So, and then like there are people that'll live in, sometimes they'll be in the different sections. It was kind of weird. They're trying to explain it, but every once in a while you get somebody who like lives in a section that they shouldn't be living in kind of thing. Um, but then like they're viewed from the rest of the people as part of that group. Cause they showed like this one, I mean, it kind of looked like a compound and they were flying like a bunch of Israel and, and Jewish flags and stuff like that. They had like all, like all over like their house. I think they were in like maybe the Christian section. I think they were kind of like maybe walking through. Um, it's really pretty by the way. Like, yeah, you know, religious stripe aside <laughs> it's gorgeous and like the they kind of made a point that in the episode too where it's like oh it's really it's pretty it's really pretty and then you just see like soldiers on the street with you know assault rifles and you're like oh okay it's a little different a little different and then like the more you dig in it's like oh, okay this is it's pretty but yeah butt. i mean it's really divide like i'm trying to think is there anything that even like compares to like the only other thing that I could think that with like the proximity and the history. No, I don't think so. The only thing that I can think that even comes close and it's not even really in the same vein. It'd be like, like us in Iraq, like us in Afghanistan kind of thing. Yeah. But that's so different. Yeah. I mean, there's different context behind it, but in terms of just like two religious groups, like living next to each other, obviously not in harmony. Uh, (laughs) Maybe the, maybe the Kurds in Iraq. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. But it's still, like, not the proximity. I don't know. Yeah, they're just not on top of each other and, like, mixed in. Yeah. Like, you're not... Because they showed one scene where it was, like... I don't know if it was a train station or what, but it was a guy who walked out, and I think he had... um, He was dressed in, like, a suit and stuff. So you could could pretty much tell, like, he was Jewish, Israeli, and then then they showed, like, a girl come out, and she had the, uh, the hijab. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so she's Arabic. So probably on like the Palestinian side. And it's like, they both came from like the thing, but they both like immediately like went separate ways kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was was pretty creative how they did some of the shots, but um, yeah, flying flags on like your own house and stuff. That's the only other time that I've seen it outside of like America. That's a weird American thing that we have is like putting flags yeah, like on the porch. Yeah. Like a little like column. That's, yeah. yeah. That's not something I feel like a lot of other countries do. Yeah. I mean, if you have a problem with patriotism, you can just go ahead and say it, right? No. I'm love just, it or leave it. I'm just that's saying, all I'm telling like you. Love it or leave it. It's just an odd thing. Like, I wonder how that... I just wonder, like, if you're coming from... I guess the Declaration country. of Independence was kind of <laughs> odd, too, huh, Ray? <laughs> See, we're getting into the real... Into the mind of Ray... He wants to burn it all down. I I don't want. I didn't all want right, to talk. Easy. I'm not. No. I'm not, no. I, I'm not I just, part of Antifa. I, no. Here. I think it's fair that we share this with the listeners. There's been a lot of. When I got here, Ray was in the bathroom. I saw his laptop. It was open. He was getting 
looking at tickets to Portland, one way. I'm just saying it. I I think the listeners deserve to know. Yeah, one way. Yeah, because you're probably not coming back. Yeah, he's got a lot of handkerchiefs around here too. <laughs> and a no, lot of wonder... em- empty McDonald's cups and cement. So you put uh, that. Is that the whole like they're throwing cans of soup or whatever? That was something like Trump said. Yeah, I can't. I can't even watch half the stuff anymore. I mean, it's just so they're filling like McDonald's cups with cement. Yeah, that's what happened to that. They called it milkshaking, and they. That's what happened. <laughs> See, why are you laughing? Go- I didn't See, know that was going he thinks on. it's funny. He thinks justice is being served. I just thought it was funny. The name was called no, it milkshake. is no, it's uh, but no, they put like cement inside of a cup and then they throw it at you, and it like gives you head injuries. Well, yeah, Only if it hits your head. Uh, Hitching the leg, you get a head injury I mean, too. So is McDonald's transitioning away from the styrofoam cups to plastic cups because they won't hold the cement as well? No crack? I don't know. Just I don't wondering. know. That's get on that McDonald's. I, I'm sorry for outing you to the listeners like that, <laughs> but I think they deserve to know. But I wonder, like, what what it's like if you come from like another country and like you're walking, you know, through like just a neighborhood in America and you see like all these flags flying, and you're like, like, what's what's up with that? That's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. Mm. Just I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed. The uh, the "Don't Tread on Me" flag got co opted by like kind of the extreme right wing because that's a cool looking flag. Is that the one with this, like the snake? Yeah, it's the yellow. It, there's actually a name for it that's not the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. It's got a an actual name, but yeah, it's like a cool historical flag. And it's like, oh, so you guys get that now? That's not fair. Well, I mean, it's you know, I mean, the South took the Confederate one and yeah, turned the wrong it into Confederate the... flag, by the way. You know, because people. Yeah, are that's stupid. the thing nobody ever brings up is that that's uh, not, it gets brought up in the south. Does it? Yeah, it does not. Oh, it's not like a mainstream thing. Because it was like I, a big, a big issue know. where I'm from. I mean, it was on the state house until. Yeah, you're the last. That was the last state to take it yeah. down from the. And then they put it on the monument outside of the state house, so it's actually easier. They not take to the see. monuments down yet. No. no they coming for them. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> I mean, you should you should definitely have that kind of stuff like. Maybe in a museum where you like, so you don't forget about bad things. But yeah, I don't think you need to have that on the street anymore. How do you feel about Ryan Reynolds apologizing for getting married on a plantation? <laughs> it was in your state, I believe. He got married in South Carolina. Really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I bet I know where. Maybe not. I mean, come on, dude. But no. like, they brought it up, and I was like, "Isn't that like every wedding venue in South Carolina? Almost is like probably no, a former but there's plantation." Like, there's like, also, like, are you just not allowed to like? get married where anything well, yeah. bad happened. Like what's supposed to be like vacant land now. You're supposed to yeah. knock everything down. It's like if you thing. dig hard enough, like something bad probably happened where we're standing. I don't know. I don't have a problem with him. I think he's a pussy for apologizing. That's just me. It is weird. That like who was really, offended. it was unsolicited. Too. And he like, wasn't, it's really not like coming. Yeah. And it's also like, what, you, what did you do wrong? Like you had a wedding. You probably just didn't think about it. The problem is he's an actor in coronavirus times and he's out of work and needs to stay relevant. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have called him a pussy. He's probably a nice guy, but I don't know. I've never met him. Probably never will. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to listen to this podcast either. It'd be really funny if like he's the only one there. Like, it's like our, our first listener is Ryan, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He's like, "Hey, I liked your show, but why did you call me a pussy? pussy for? Yeah, for apologizing. I was trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, that, you're probably right. I don't know. I walked it back a little. Did you not listen to the whole episode? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I would get married on a plantation, but. But would you like if you live in South Carolina? Like, aren't your options? Not, I don't want to say like limited, but like no, most of the wedding... no, you could get married at a ton of places okay. on a plantation. I don't know, just... but I guarantee you, it was a really pretty wedding because plantations look fucking cool. They're these big houses. You got those trees with the Spanish moss. Like, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It just so happens that like they probably filmed for. Hey, Gump come on, on people go to uh, is that Mount Vernon? Thomas Jefferson is that his house? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm just really saying know much about Jefferson, honestly. Like, I mean, I know. He, Jesus, God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Antifa right here. <laughs> no, I mean, I know Jefferson's like doesn't really get covered in like history class too much. No, you're right. Like it goes. It really goes from like Washington and they're like, oh, yeah, Jefferson. You know, <laughs> what did he do? Flew yeah. a kite, found electricity, maybe like or whatever. That's Ben Franklin. Oh, is it? Ben? Yeah. All right. So Jesus never mind. Jesus Christ. We, we got to edit that out. We can't have you <laughs> no, like, saying stuff like um, that. So then what do they, I mean, they always bring up the slave stuff with Jefferson. Yeah. But then, and then it's usually the declaration of uh, independence with him too. Yeah. No, but like, no big deal. 
But the, no, but I mean, like, you don't really. They don't like Washington. They always talk about like he was his general, and like they go into like his whole backstory. Mount Vernon is where that was Washington, right? Sorry, I have no, I have no idea. Anyways, my point is people visit that all the time, and like he owns like, does that mean it's not historical anymore? It just it's nuanced. Why are we even getting into this? We're just pissing off the three people that listen. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just and then then like they never talk about John Adams really. He had a whole mini series on HBO. Like, <laughs> I didn't Whatever. watch it, so I have no idea. Who's that? Uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti and yeah. I think Laura. Apparently, Looney. it was really good. Yeah, I, I still never watched it though. Uh, even now, in coronavirus times, when there's limited content to, <laughs> to consume, I still haven't gone backwards. And they usually, yeah. Then they what? Then it's Lincoln. You get a whole big section on him. Yeah. And then it's kind of like. FDR. Mm, you got Teddy Roosevelt in there for a little bit. The yeah, that's true. National Parks, Spanish-American War. Yeah. And then... Rough Riders, you know? They they usually skip right over, like, Grant Ulysses, which is kind of weird. I don't know much about him. Well, wasn't he... He was a... Wasn't he, like, a general? Well, yeah, but in the saying, civil... like... I think he was also a major alcoholic. <sighs> Probably. I don't know. Uh, but then, so yeah, you get Eisenhower, Truman because of World War Two, Kennedy, FDR because of like the recession and everything. Point being, they only talk about like seven or eight presidents in like history books, really. Yeah. Out of the forty-five that we've had. Yeah, I took AP history, and then you go into like actual stuff. But if you're just taking like up until that point, like every history, like you said, every history class was like these six guys, civil war, revolutionary war, maybe the war of 1812, like a paragraph on that. Yeah. In they, the book, the Spanish American war usually is yeah, French, they, French Indian war. Yeah. If you're, if you have a good maybe. teacher, you know, and yeah. then it's like, yeah, then you got world war one, world war two, even world war one usually gets kind of skipped over too. Yeah. We always did a good job covering the revolution because we had like a few battles in South Carolina. Same thing with the Civil War. So I think there was like more detail of paying yeah. attention to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's all the, I mean, in Massachusetts, you have all the Tea Party, you know, Tea Party and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Ohio, like Ohio was just neutral. Ohio was just like a staging ground. So it didn't really yeah. do anything. I think this is they had a bunch of supplies and sitting on the Ohio River, like just in case, but like nothing really ever mm-hmm. broke out. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I got on <laughs> America. Yeah, I don't even know. How, I don't know how we got on that. Uh, <laughs> all all we know is that you're uh, we got sleeper a, cell for Antifa. <laughs> flying flags, you know, you yeah. with your stars and bars stickers, and you know, I'm actually on a watch list now because I'm here talking <laughs> to you. So oh man, computer's just gonna turn off in ten minutes. Yeah. Um. And then there's a part where like they talk. It was like they're walking in the steps of depending on what religion. It was either Muhammad, David, or Jesus, basically, because they were all like touching this little divot in this wall. Yeah. And I think it was supposed to be the path. I guess because I was, I mean, I was basically raised in Catholicism, so like the path that Jesus took before he was like crucified, I think was kind of the path that they were taking. I don't know the significance of that path for David or Muhammad. I have no idea. Yeah. I know it's like all, I mean, I, somebody explained it to me and it was like, basically they're all pretty like the Korean, like there's just different little things, but like a lot of it is, the general concept, but then like even some of the events, like you can almost swap like names out basically. And it's kind of the same thing. So it's just, do you believe like it was, there was this guy that got crucified or I think Muhammad, doesn't he like just go up? No clue. I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm loosely basing that on what I know. And I have, I don't really know anything about David except what, didn't he fight a giant or something? Goliath. I don't even, yeah, I, I, (laughs) that is not the story. I don't know much about, uh, Judaism, yeah, I don't know yeah. much on that. It's so, 
Because then there's like one part too where they're at that section and like they're selling crown of thorns. <laughs> yeah, and he tries to put it on his head. And he's like, no, no. So even even in Israel, they're not averse to having like a little tourism site where you can buy a little trinket <laughs> bring back with you, I guess. Um, they kind of go into like the Six Day War, Israel taking control of the Gaza Strip, the Sinai Peninsula, which was from Egypt, West Bank, the Golan Heights, and then they annexed East Jerusalem. And I guess in 2003, they started building a wall in Palestinian territory, which is, I mean, the easiest thing to compare it to is the Berlin Wall, essentially. Um, and then uh, they go into kind of like the West Bank and everything. Then we get that scene with the whole price tagging. Um, then for some reason, they go into this whole like Palestinian street racing culture thing. I thought that was just a, I I didn't care at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just uh cool that like, I think for them that like the women were able to drive and able to do that. Cause I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah. And that sucks. She got so- shot by the tear gas. That was cr- actually crazy though. Like you're just near a place and they shot her with tear gas. Did you believe that story? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Just felt a little too convenient. I don't know. Can you, shot, you got shot with a tear gas canister? Yeah, I don't know. Which, I mean, I is totally possible, but, like, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just if I got shot with a tear gas canister and somebody's, like, asking me or, like, I recount the story, wouldn't, like, your one of your moves be, like, see the mark? Wait, there's no mark. I've never been shot from a with tear gas canister. That's I don't a think pretty big. I don't think it would necessarily leave a permanent projectile. Mark. I don't. You I'm, think it's just bruising? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah. I think there's a laceration. There's a scar. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. If you have a tear gas launcher, could you please send it to PO box? <laughs> We'd like to test this out. Mythbuster yeah, I don't know. Style. I I think it's it's more reasonable. I think it's reasonable to believe that it happened. I, I was a little skeptical on the story, but you're always skeptical. You're That's skeptical true. of the U.S. government right now. That's why you're flying to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not really going to Portland. No. Not yet. No. 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 No plans anytime soon to even visit Portland because I'd prefer not to have my head caved in with a brick. For driving down the wrong street. Yeah. Like that one guy. They, they dragged out of his truck or whatever. Not great. No. There's a, I saw a video yesterday of people in like Rochester, New York. And they're just like marching around and like going to restaurants. And people like out on a patio eating. And they're just going through and just like fucking up their table. And like spilling their drinks. What, is, what does that do? I mean, I, I heard about it, but I hadn't seen any video yet. I hadn't really been online much today. But... um. Yeah, it's like, didn't they do that to somebody? And like it's also like if someone DC does that to you something? and you, like, attempt to beat the shit out of them or get in a fight with them, like, it's a mo- who, yeah. who's in the wrong? Like, who's in the wrong? Problem is they're going to do that to the wrong person. They're going to have a gun. Yeah. You know, depending on what state you want to try that in. Like, maybe Rochester, New York. So, I mean, it's still New York, so it's probably harder to... It's a city in New York, so it's probably a blue city. So, I would imagine that you know, that correlates to having less likely encounter of somebody with a concealed carry. Yeah, but even if you have a gun and you start, like, your only hope at that point is that they start running. Because, like, if there is hundreds of people and you have a pistol, like, you're going to end up dead, too. Uh, probably. 16 bullets. That's not enough. No, but, like, yeah. you figure if you if half the group runs. And plus, like, you're going to shoot someone for, like, fucking up your table. Dep- it depends on, but, like. But if they're, ma- I mean, the thing Florida is, Florida has like the stand your ground law. Like that's I know, a thing, you know, you don't want to kill someone for fucking up your table, but that definitely deserves like an ass beating. I think. Yeah. If I just did that, I mean, prior to this, like if someone came to your table and knocked all your shit off your table, you're getting in a fight. Yeah. You're like, you what the fuck? Grab the fork, stab yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? I, mean, I don't. I mean, something's no. happening. That's it's, not cool. Yeah. And it's like create because like how much of that is too because like they have to do outdoor dining. Yeah. Like, does that restaurant normally have outside seating? You know what I mean? Yeah, it looked like it. This one looked the, like it. Yeah, it was okay. like a, it was I, nice like I said, I haven't seen the video, but yeah. And that's the thing is, I'm not I'm not like in 
I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to protest, obviously. But like, well, that's you're, the if you're coming around, thing, like knocking stuff over, it's, it's different. It, yeah, you've changed. Not, you've changed what you're doing. Yeah, it's not peaceful at that point. No, like that's antagonistic. You're you're honestly like trying to get people to fight you, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the goal of some of the protesters for certain. Yeah, which is. But see, and then like that happened, and then there's like people were throwing chairs over, and then like other people are up and like, hey, don't do that, don't do that. So it's like. Even within the protests, there's like different ideas of how we're going to do this. Yeah, you know? it's just a mob that react. Yeah. Like, there's no leadership. Yeah, in the group or anything. So, um, and we are just we're just putting it out there this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, it all kind of ties together. Just no, civil it does. unrest. Yeah, it does. No, <laughs> in right. America versus right. seven years well, ago. Well, the thing is, too, like we're not even we're not even saying anything same. controversial. Like, hey, don't come. Yeah. Spill my drink at dinner. Like that's not controversial. Yeah, I mean, you have a right to go get a concealed carry permit. You live in Ohio now. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, then we go to that. Set- are we to the settlement now with the like where there's four thousand kids and two thousand adults? Recipe yeah, for disaster. Six thousand people and two thirds of it are children under eighteen. It's been like this camp since the nineteen sixties. They first seven years, I guess they lived in tents, and then the UN made them build like hard structures for people to live in. And shelters and stuff, I guess. But yeah, that just seemed to me like, oh, this is just, this is like a future, just breeding ground for like a revolution. Like, or just like it's, civil unrest, like whatever yeah, you want to call it. You're not setting those kids up for success. No, because at the very least, we don't need to say anything. And like, who knows what they're going to end up doing, but like, yeah, that's not good for the kids. Like, it's but just then if you, just, you also look at it too, it's like if somebody gets in there and like has an, an ideal. And can effectively like communicate that to four thousand under eighteen year old people, like yes, who grew up with nothing. Yeah, like that's no, not going right. to be a good situation either. No. So, um, and we, then oh, go ahead. I was going to say we do get to that interesting conversation. At least I think this is once again my note taking is not the best, but that's not why I'm here. Um, so, but they're talking about like who they idolize essentially. And the differences between that is that same place, right? That's yeah, what I'm talking to yeah, the guy yeah. that's over it and his wife is cooking. And um, I just thought it was interesting that I never thought about how much we look up to like sports figures and entertainment figures. I know that we do. And it's just, I don't stop to think about that versus like politicians. Although I would argue the way that our country is more hyper politicized right now, I think there are a lot of people that like, like there's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg gear that you can buy. She had that documentary movie. That's yeah, like yeah. But like, or like, you know, I'm like building a Trump monument. I don't know if you saw this, but there's like some sheriff of a town in Washington that. I saw the one with the guy who got all those metal dildos and built Trump's face out of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's another thing, though. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe, you know, since this has been filmed, I think we're kind of looking around and going, well, well maybe we're kind of worshiping politicians a little too much in our country. But and then the guy finally pushes back and he's like, hey, like everybody knows this Palestinian pop singer. And that's really what they look up to, I guess. The younger kids. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I mean, I think you could say that for the most part. Yeah. I would say kids in America look up to famous like famous people. It's celebrities, whether it's an athlete, a singer somebody who just promotes himself on Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. Or it's probably TikTokers at this point, but we're old. So, um, those would be the ones I guess, but then I, my only, and then with the politicians, I was like, like I thought I was trying to think like Obama, maybe did people like, did people like look up and idolize him? I don't know, but if they, yeah. but if they yeah. did, it would mostly, I would assume it would mostly be out of the African American sector. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but now, like, it's I complicated. Th- but now I think, like, yeah, anybody over, I mean, what would be the cutoff for, like, not, I don't want to say, like, looking up to a politician, but, like, folk, like, there's a group of older people that are like, I don't care what athletes have to say, like, just play and entertain me. And yeah. Like, what? Like, is that over 40? 
like and that there's also like a political a- political leaning aspect that goes with that group too but like it's probably like 35 and up that's probably safe you know with like some kind of variance of plus or minus three years yeah let's just um, say that i don't know yeah i'm just no i'm just and then yeah then anybody like under that is all probably but i don't think i don't think people really look up to athletes like they used to i think there's just been too much stuff with like yeah, at least in baseball, you know, you had the steroids stuff. Mm. And then, like, you had different, like, strikes and stuff like that, too. I just, I don't think, I don't know, I don't, it's just different now, I think, with athletes. I don't know if it's because they're so much more accessible that, like, you know way more about them, so it doesn't seem as, like, mysterious. Like, when jo- like with Jordan, like, people wanted to. You, nobody knew anything about it, like his personal life or anything. There's like this dude's really awesome on the basketball court, and like he's also got this kind of cool brand, and like he wins all the time. Like why wouldn't I? And you know he's wealthy. And then you have now it's like if you look at we'll just use LeBron as an example. Like he's on social media. He's in like he's acting in movies and stuff like this or and producing and it has this whole other like stuff that's very public where Jordan just didn't have it. And I think there was like a mystery to like Jordan, like that guy seems really cool. Like, cause you didn't know, you wanted to know more about yeah, it, but it was you like, couldn't because he's not the type of person that wants that stuff out there. Like for that documentary that they did, none of those, like they shot all that, his interview stuff in somebody else's house. None of that was his houses. He didn't want to shoot in his own house. Oh really? I didn't know yeah, that. So they rented out like three different houses. That's funny. To shoot all the interviews and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. with Jordan, it was like Space Jam. It was it. Commercials. A couple commercials. And but those were like 30-second like commercials. Yeah, like, you just did. And then we had like, like Jordan Rides the Bus documentary. Like probably five or six. Ooh, probably longer than that. But he was, like, he was retired already at that point. Yeah, that exactly. Came out. Yeah, so. So. Um, yeah. And just, so where do we go? I can't remember where we end up after we're there having that dinner, having that conversation. They go to um, basically the the Mediterranean Sea, essentially the part that's like touching it. Um, yeah. I think Gaza. Gaza strip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there's like 1.5 million people in Gaza. Um, Cause he goes through the checkpoint and basically Israel decides who goes in, who goes out kind of all this stuff. They like guard the area, but the area is run by Hamas who's been in charge since I guess 2006. And then he's talking to, um, I didn't catch her name, but she's, I mean, her English is really good and she's really knowledgeable about like, yeah, just the history of all the conflict too. I got to imagine she's some sort of professor. I want. She was a journalist. Okay. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, but she's talking about like, they can only fish within like three nautical miles of like the shoreline. And if you go farther than that, then you're at risk of like, you could be arrested. They could sink your boat, whatever. But like yeah. nine miles out is like where this channel is to where like all the good fish is so that's kind of where you want to go i guess and it's kind of like risk reward and um i guess gaza is also the last place for the palestinians where like the sea is that they're actually connected to the sea yeah so just crazy um, and then she was talking about like it's three different cuisines and stuff i guess there's like the old school like 40s and 50s like authentic cuisine and then there's like this new school there's like the Gaza cuisine, and then there's like other stuff that uses like a lot of chili and seafood and stuff like that too. So, um, and then they were, I mean, they basically just had a meal there with like they were showing like the elders and stuff like that, which is basically like a city council meeting. It seemed like kind of, um, and then there was just they're eating with spoons. But the thing that I thought uh, that was interesting, just basing it off of, I think it was the Libya episode, was that. Most of them were eating with spoons and not just their hands, even though she was, but she was allowed to eat with them. Oh, I didn't even catch that. But yeah, no. Where in the Libya episode, it was the women had to be eating with like the children's table. Yeah. She was allowed to sit and eat with them. And you wonder, like, is that just, is that normal or is that because it was on camera? Yeah. You don't know. But I thought, did you want to eat that by the way? I couldn't decide if that looked good or like weird as fuck. Um, I would probably lean towards no, but it's just because like, it's such a big, like the thing was like the size of this table. So it's like, 
I don't know. I guess my mind just goes to like the bigger the portion size, like the less likely it's going to be good because it, it's out of balance. Like when they make one of those 50 pound cheeseburgers. Yeah. Like, That's not going to taste good. Right. Yeah. It's just like. An, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that. That's kind of where my head goes. For yeah. Stuff like so that, that was, was that, where was the place where they kind of sat outside and they, I feel like it was a, an Israeli and a Palestinian got married. Uh, Oh yeah, that and restaurant. they're doing yeah, and they're doing like that vegetable heavy, like all that stuff looked great. Yeah, I forget the name of the restaurant, but it was kind of weird because he was like, they were talking to the husband, and he was just like, "Yeah, our families didn't like that we were from two different religious backgrounds, and now they just deal with it and support us." And I was like, mm, "I don't know about that one." Yeah, maybe they do. Though. Maybe, but I mean, that would be, I guess, really, that would be a really progressive line of thinking from yeah. both sides somebody's got to be progressive you know? i guess yeah i mean it's not yeah it's not all extremism as we're led to believe by the mainstream media over here yeah but there's a lot of food in this episode the msms was, yeah um <laughs> that i was pretty excited to either try or just curious about you know yeah i don't i mean i don't think i've ever had like israeli cuisine or anything like that i know there's a really good restaurant in Philadelphia that yeah that one it, chef has that Zahav so he does the uh, the lounge food for, <laughs> for the Amex lounge in the Philly airport oh okay so and it's really good especially considering it's it's like airport food yeah like yeah. airport food but it's like all like you have like uh, like lentils and I mean just anything you can think of but it's like so good yeah he was on um I think he's on the, is it the Philly episode that Bourdain does for the layover? Because they go out drinking and they go to like some small bar and because somebody with them winds up drinking like this pitcher of like Guinness or Jaeger or something. Oh, I don't know. I'd I have think, to look I think, into I that. Think is but what, he might have been on the show for I think sure. he pops yeah. up, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like the only, I mean, I definitely would eat there like if I ever get to Philly or when I get to Philly, but um yeah, that's like the only, like we don't even have, I don't think a restaurant in Columbus that does Israeli food. I know we have like a Yemeni restaurant, but yeah. I don't know. Like, Who knows what's going to be open in so. six months though. That's the other thing. Did you see that uh, yeah. lawsuit? Which one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for New, like New York City restaurants are suing the mayor of New York or the government or whatever. Oh, uh, are they? Because they're not letting them have indoor dining. And it's like, or maybe it's the governor. Well, I don't the know. The problem is like they didn't even have a plan. They're just like, oh yeah, we're not ready for that yet. And everybody's like, why? And they're like, uh, population density. That's like all they come up with. And they're like, what? Yeah. So we're just supposed to just never make, open. Yeah, not make money and then close. And then everything's a Panera Bread. Yeah. They were saying, I mean, there's a whole bunch of surveys floating around. And you have to take all of them with kind of like a grain of salt. Because it's like, you don't know who's getting, who all is getting surveyed and blah, 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 blah. But they were saying like, I think it was over like. 60 like two-thirds of the restaurants like could see themselves being permanently closed at the start of 2021 in new york city or whatever Um, it makes sense i mean yeah you have to have revenue to keep a business running yeah i mean there's a bunch of places that were doing like takeout and stuff and then they just stopped they just stopped doing it because we didn't make any money we can't sell alcohol like but i think like and i don't know if it's just because most of the media is on East Coast time, but like I think California is in way worse shape than New York. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they still can't do shit. Like I, I feel like if New York reopened restaurants, like people would go. I think it would come back faster. But like in California, like San Francisco, like there's they're not just like they're pretty much still locked down. But then they did have outdoor dining. But then they were going around and shutting down different people who were trying like different things, like with outdoor structures and stuff like this. And then, then they had all these fires, and it was like, you shouldn't be outside because the air quality is terrible. <laughs> and it's just like, what? How can we win? Yeah, there like, is no what winning. are you supposed to do? And now you're getting to the point where it's, you know, not that it gets super cold in San Francisco, but they're past the point of the nicer weather. You know, you'll have some cold, kind of foggy days and stuff, and that's not exactly like. Yeah, I can't wait to eat outside in this yeah. gray, misty fog that's 40 degrees or whatever, you know. 
so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, uh, that all, all that's going to wind up working out, but that doesn't seem good. <laughs> Not too good. No. And then I guess like the last, kind of the last scene was he goes and sees that guy who owns that restaurant, Orin, I think is what the name was on the sign. I couldn't tell if it was an R or if it was a different symbol. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it was just Orin, but he's talking about like how his daughter was killed in a mortar attack. And it was really the only, at least to me, it was the only reflective kind of conversation. And I think, I think Bourdain met up with him before they started filming. It seemed like that's kind of the impression that I got. And then, cause he, I think he redirected him into like, you should go see this person. Or if you go to this village, like these people are nice. Like they'll let you come into their home. They'll talk to you. They'll have an honest conversation and, and cook and everything where um but it was kind of like the only you know he's like basically the two sides need to like talk but every time they're about to talk like somebody within that group or whatever does something and then it just then we go back to square one yeah and we have to start all over and it's he's you know he seems a little hopeful that like things will actually get eventually worked out um is that blind hope though? Like just cause you live there, you want to be hopeful about the place that you live. Yeah. I mean, but cause what, like one thing I guess I re- you could argue if you don't think like that, then nothing would ever change, but true. Yeah. Is it realistic? You know? Yeah. Cause like the thing that yeah. I wrote down, like at the beginning of the episode was, has anything changed there since this was filmed? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I don't think so. I think if anything, it's a little bit There's more, more tension. Yeah, as I say, it's more contentious because of Netanyahu, and they were pulling, they were forcing people out of, I think, the the West Bank. I think at one point. Yeah. And they were like building settlements and stuff, and then they had fight like some skirmishes and stuff break out. So. And then you know this is filmed 2012, 2013. So you're talking seven, eight years later. Everything's kind of still the same which you know some people would argue that change is slow but i don't know i mean i I think america's changed drastically and not for the better in four years four years yeah um but i don't know maybe positive change takes longer i don't know but it just just doesn't seem like anything's really different no it doesn't and i think you can file this into another like if you could ever find somebody who could do follow-up episodes like we were talking about with, I think it was maybe Libya. Yeah. This would be another one where you would send that person to, to be like, has anything changed since Bourdain came through here? Like what is actually different? Yeah. And both of our guesses would be no. Yeah. Like you just, um, yeah. But so what are we on categories now or no? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, finish up with the categories. Would you go there? Yeah. I kind of put no. I, I, I don't... I don't have a strong desire to go there, yeah. but, like, I would go there. Yeah, I, I was just like, I don't know. I don't... I don't really want to... I don't know, maybe seeing the re- religious sites in person is different, but just from viewing the episode, I was like, okay, a wall and you have all these different temples and stuff and that's and it's really old and that's great but i'm gonna go there specifically for that that is the thing like you know yeah, what I mean? not like, being religious really knocks it down down a or two. Yeah. yeah to you know and then you also you take into account like all right well there's kind of like some civil unrest and stuff and most of the time you're probably fine but it's like do I draw like the short straw and like stuff starts popping off when I'm there? Like, yeah, then exactly. what? you know what I mean? Is it worth? So yeah, it'd be different if there was something else besides like religious sites to see, but those aren't just a, they're just not a draw for me to like get me to go there. So I put, I put no, but I get, I can see it from your point of view too, though. Just kind of like just way down on the list. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I learned, I just put Bourdain was not religious. I mean, I kind of knew that, but I didn't know, I guess, that his religious heritage or whatever, his parents and so forth, it was like Catholic on one side and, and then Jewish on the other. 
Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm trying but, to think. I don't know what I really learned. I mean, I just learned. I had a better understanding overall of, like, just how messed up the whole situation is and how it's probably not going to change. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that would be mine. Ah, best rewatchable scene. I didn't I didn't really have anything. I guess it I guess it would be him kind of going through like the religious sites just cuz it's it's a guy who I guess is has a similar belief religious belief system to me, so it it'd be representative of if I went through that, I guess kind of. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I could really come up with. I didn't I didn't have like a like a great rewatchable scene. Definitely wasn't the street racing montage. <laughs> no. With two cars uh, doing donuts in parking lot. Yeah, I don't I don't really have one. Maybe the the scene where they're making the like watermelon salad bread thing, I guess. Uh when they're heating the the little like baby watermelons or whatever. Yeah, and the whole thing. The it's like communal, it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, but it's not like there's nothing I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like I didn't think really in this episode that like if you're if it just popped on your TV, you'd be like, "Oh, we're coming up to this point." Like, I didn't, I didn't. No, get that. there's definitely nothing like that to yeah. me. Best quote: I didn't really, really have anything. I just um, like the certainty is my enemy. I just, yeah, guess he's, I mean, I guess I go with that. Too. I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't any guest host, um, really. So, I mean, nobody to travel with. Uh, food you'd want to try? I like I said earlier, it'd be authentic, like fresh falafel. I'm curious as to what that tastes like. Yeah, I had some others because, I mean, that's definitely there for me. The yeah. other ones for me were, like, being a, a southern guy, like, they make this, like, okra tomato mint dish, and they kind of, like, blister everything, and that just, obviously, like, I'm going to want that. So that sounds really good because there's something in the south where it's, like, just basically okra and tomatoes. So, like, I was like, huh, throwing some mint in there and, like, kind of scalding it rather than, like, stewing it. Like, that would be really good. Um and there was the on the Palestinian side was the uh, um, it was like cardamom, cinnamon, chicken, almost like it was almost like Palestinian like arroz con pollo, and that looked really good to me. You know, rice obviously is in there. I was forgetting the the big ingredient, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So those are my three. I know I'm supposed to only get one, but you stole four. No, no, so whatever. Um, and then I guess the last thing would be where would you rank it? And that's I'm this looking, is getting hard. It's it's gonna get hard, so it's gonna get interesting. I'm trying to figure out. So, like to recap here, in case yeah. you forgot, number one for you is Quebec, two is Colombia, three is Koreatown, four is Libya, five is Peru, six is Myanmar, seven is Congo, eight is Morocco. I think this is nine for me. Really? Okay. So yeah. below Morocco. Interesting. Or right there with it, you know. It's got to go above or below, man. No ties. If they had taught me how to make hashish again, <laughs> like I might. Yeah, just put it there and I'll change it later. And you know what? I don't care what anybody says about that. I'm not changing ever. Oh, I'm going to. We just wait till we get the last episode. Montreal is going to be last. <laughs> what about you? Where do you put it? <laughs> You're coming. All right, I re-ranked everything one through eighty-eight. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> um, let me pull up mine. Let's see. We got Congo one, Quebec two, Peru four, Myanmar. Um, I definitely above Morocco. Did I like it better than the Koreatown episode? Don't be silly. Yeah, it's not that I don't like the Koreatown episode. It's just kind of like you're just hanging. So I wish you could hear eye rolls on microphones. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm just like I'm trying to rethink like the reasoning for like. I guess I would put it above Morocco, but below Koreatown. Wait, so you have Koreatown what? Uh, seven. Fuck out of here! That's stupid. It's it's a fine episode, but like you don't, I don't know. It's just kind of like he's hanging in L.A. 
Okay. All right. I get it. You love the Sizzler. It's fine. I do like the Sizzler. <laughs> but in terms of, you know, best episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put it a, at number eight then as and well. Or no, you put it below Morocco, right? Yeah. So you put it at nine. I put it at eight. Yeah. I'm really excited about the next episode because uh, I don't care. I don't know if you believe in teasers, but I'm going to yeah, throw it out. No, I just think that, uh, man, if you want to see me change my rankings around, the next episode, it's right up my alley. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's right up my alley. Like, how can you not like that? It was a great episode. Yeah. We just, I feel like you're going to hate it. No. Yeah, just, because there's like emotions <laughs> and stuff in it. And there's like a young couple. And there's a like, part that I do that I was just like, can we just fast forward through the scene? Because it's just dumb. But Ooh, I'm, now I'm like thinking like, <laughs> what is that scene for Ray? Oh, it's anything that's happy. Ray's just like, get that off the fucking TV now. No, it's not that. I want to wallow in my own self-doubt. And we get to talk about religion again. But Catholicism this time. That's right. Dudes are hooded up. That was a little, yeah, it's it's a, a little, little much. Odd. We got to look at that. They're just red instead of white. Yeah. Although I guess technically it's like the KKK probably appropriated it, you know? So it's like, how can you blame the, the Catholics? Yeah. In, I'm in sure Spain? like somebody's flipping through a book back in the day and was like, look at this picture. We should yeah. have a diet. Yeah. It's like when they're arguing in that, uh, in Django <laughs> and they're like, like who's cut, whose wife cut holes in these? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. The same thing. Those same guys. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so that is it on the Jerusalem episode. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Check out previous podcasts, all of season one we did already. Check out Instagram, help spread the word, follow along, send in any uh, feedback, questions, comments through the website portal, and uh, we'll talk to you guys. Did you next say portal week. or Portland? Portal. Okay, just portal. making sure. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week.